0: Welcome to Saturday Story Circle, always on the Mutual Audio Network. The following audio drama is rated G for general audience. Welcome to Story Circle Theater, where some of our favorite friends share some of their favorite stories. My name is Sharon Grunwald and I'll be reading some of the classic tales as originally told by the Brothers Grimm. So, join us in the circle, relax, and enjoy the story. This is the story of Ashenpoodle. The wife of a rich man fell ill, and when she felt that she was nearing her end, she called her only daughter to her bedside and said, Dear child, "'Continue to be devout and good, so that God will always help you, "'and I will look down upon you from heaven and watch over you.' "'And thereupon she closed her eyes and breathed her last. "'The maiden went to her mother's grave every day and wept, "'and she continued to be devout and good. "'When the winter came, the snow spread a white covering on the grave.' And when the son of spring had unveiled it again, the husband took another wife. The new wife brought home with her two daughters, who were fair and beautiful to look upon, but base and dark at heart. Then began a very sad time for the unfortunate stepchild. Is this stupid goose to sit with us in the parlor, they said, "'Whoever wants to eat bread must earn it. "'Go and sit with the kitchen maid.' "'And they took away her pretty clothes "'and made her put on an old grey frock "'and gave her wooden clogs. "'Just look at the proud princess "'and how well she's dressed!' (laughs) "'They laughed as they led her to the kitchen. "'There the girl was obliged to do hard work "'from morning till night, "'to get up at daybreak,' "'carry water, light the fire, cook and wash. "'But not content with that, "'the sisters inflicted on her "'every vexation they could think of. "'They made fun of her "'and tossed the peas and lentils among the ashes "'so that she had to sit down and pick them out again. "'And in the evening when she was worn out with work, "'she had no bed to go to, "'but had to lie on the hearth among the cinders.' And because, on account of that, she always looked dusty and dirty, they named her Ashen Poodle. Well, it happened one day that the father had a mind to go to the fair. So he asked both his stepdaughters what he should bring home for them. Fine clothes, said one. Pearls and jewels, said the other. But you, Ashen Poodle, said he, what will you have? father? Break off for me the first twig which brushes against your hat on your way home. Well, for his two stepdaughters, he brought beautiful clothes, pearls, and jewels. And on his way home, as he was riding through a green copse, a hazel twig grazed against him and knocked his hat off. Then he broke off the branch and took it with him. When he got home, he gave his stepdaughters what they had asked for and to Ashen Poodle he gave the twig from the hazel bush. Ashen Poodle thanked him and went to her mother's grave and planted the twig upon it. She wept so much that her tears fell and watered it, and it took root and became a fine tree. Ashen Poodle went to the grave three times every day, wept and prayed, and every time a little white bird came and perched upon the tree, and when she uttered a wish the little bird threw down to her what she had wished for. Now it happened that the king proclaimed a festival, which was to last three days, and to which all the beautiful maidens in the country were invited, in order that his son might choose a bride. And when the two stepdaughters heard that they were also to be present, they were in high spirits, called Ashenpoodle, and said, Brush our hair and clean our shoes, and fasten our buckles, for we are going to feast at the king's palace. Ashen Poodle obeyed, but wept, for she also would gladly have gone to the ball with them, and begged her stepmother to give her leave to go. You, Ashen Poodle, she said, why, you are covered with dust and dirt. You go to the festival. Besides, you have no clothes or shoes, <laughs> and yet you want to go to the ball. As she, however, went on asking, her stepmother said, Well, I have thrown a dishful of lentils into the cinders. If you have picked them all out in two hours, you shall go with us. The girl went through the back door into the garden and cried, Ye gentle doves, ye turtle doves, and all ye little birds under the heaven, come and help me. The good into a dish to throw, the bad into your crops can go. And then the two white doves came in by the kitchen window and were followed by the turtle doves. And finally, all the little birds under heaven flocked in, chirping and settled down among the ashes and then the doves gave a nod with their little heads, peck, 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 and then the rest began also, peck, 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 and collected all the good beans into the dish. Scarcely had an hour passed before they had finished, and all flown out again. Then the girl brought the dish to her stepmother and was delighted to think that now she would be able to go to the feast with them. But she said, no, Ashen Poodle, you have no clothes and cannot dance. You will only be laughed at. But when she began to cry, the stepmother said, if you can pick out two whole dishes of lentils from the ashes in one hour, you shall go with us. And she thought she'll never be able to do that. When her stepmother had thrown the dishes of lentils among the ashes, the girl went out through the back door and cried, Ye gentle doves, ye turtle doves, and all ye little birds under the heaven, come and help me. The good into a dish to throw, the bad into your crops can go. Then the two white doves came in by the kitchen window and were followed by the turtle doves and all the other little birds under the heaven. "'and in less than an hour the whole had been picked up "'and they had all flown away. "'Then the girl carried the dish to her stepmother "'and was delighted to think that she would now be able to go to the ball. "'But she said, "'Ha! It's not a bit of good. "'You can't go with us, for you've got no clothes and you can't dance. "'We should be quite ashamed of you.' and thereupon she turned her back upon her and hurried off with her two proud daughters. As soon as everyone had left the house, Ashen Poodle went out to her mother's grave under the hazel tree and cried, Shiver and shake, dear little tree, silver and gold throw down on me. Then the bird threw down to her a gold and silver robe and a pair of slippers embroidered with silk and silver and with all speed she put on the robe and went to the feast. But her stepsisters and their mother did not recognize her and supposed that she was some foreign princess. So beautiful did she appear in her golden dress. They never gave a thought to Ashen Poodle, but imagined that she was sitting at home in the dirt picking lentils out of the cinders. The prince came up to the stranger, took her by the hand and danced with her, In fact, he would not dance with anyone else, and never left go of her hand. And if anyone came up to ask her to dance, he said, "'This is my partner.' She danced until nightfall, and then wanted to go home. But the prince said, "'I will go with you and escort you,' for he wanted to see to whom the beautiful maiden belonged. But she slipped out of his way and sprang into the pigeon-house.' Then the prince waited till her father came, and told him that the unknown maiden had vanished into the pigeon house. The old man thought, could it be Ashen Poodle? And he had an axe brought to him so that he might break down the pigeon house, but there was no one inside. When they went home, there lay Ashen Poodle in her dirty clothes among the cinders, and a dismal oil lamp was burning in the chimney corner for Ashenpoodle had quietly jumped down out of the pigeon house and ran back to the hazel tree. and There she had taken off her beautiful clothes and laid them on the grave, and the birds had taken them away again. And then she settled herself among the ashes on the hearth in her old grey frock. On the second day when the festival was renewed and her parents and stepsisters had started forth again, Ashenpoodle went back to the hazel tree and said, Shiver and shake, dear little tree, silver and gold, throw down on me. And then the bird threw down a still more gorgeous robe than on the previous day. And when she appeared at the festival in this robe, everyone was astounded by her beauty. The king's son had waited till she came, and at once took her hand, and she danced with him and no one but him. When others came forward and invited her to dance, he said, This is my partner. At nightfall she wished to leave, but the prince went after her, hoping to see into what house she went. But she sprang out into the garden behind the house, and there stood a fine big tree on which the most beautiful and delicious pears hung. She climbed up among the branches as nimbly as a squirrel, and the prince could not make out what had become of her. "'But he waited till her father came, and then said to him, "'The unknown maiden has slipped away from me, "'and I think that she has jumped into the pear tree.' "'And the father thought, "'Can it be Ashen Poodle?' "'And he had the axe brought to cut down the tree, "'but there was no one in it. "'And when they went home and looked into the kitchen, "'well, there lay Ashen Poodle among the cinders as usual, "'for she had jumped down on the other side of the tree,' Taken the beautiful clothes to the bird on the hazel tree and put on her old gray frock. On the third day, when her parents and sisters had started, Ashen Poodle went again to her mother's grave and said, Shiver and shake, dear little tree, Silver and gold throw down on me. Then the bird threw down a dress which was so magnificent that no one had ever seen the like before and the slippers were entirely of gold. When she appeared at the festival in this attire, they were all speechless with astonishment. The prince danced only with her, and if anyone else asked her to dance, he said, this is my partner. When night fell and she wanted to leave, the prince was more desirous than ever to accompany her but she darted away from him so quickly that he could not keep up with her. But the prince had used a stratagem and had caused the steps to be covered with cobbler's wax. The consequence was that as the maiden sprang down them, her left slipper remained sticking there. The prince took it up. It was small and dainty and entirely made of gold. The next morning he went with it to Ashen Poodle's father and said to him, No other shall become my wife but she whose foot this golden slipper fits. Well, the two sisters were delighted at that, for they both had beautiful feet. The eldest went into the room intending to try on the slipper, and her mother stood beside her. But her big toe prevented her getting it on, and her foot was just too long. Then her mother handed her a knife and said, "'Cut off the toe. "'When you are queen, you won't have to walk any more." The girl cut off her toe, forced her foot into the slipper, stifled her pain, and went out to the prince. Then he took her up on his horse as his bride and rode away with her. However, they had to pass the grave on the way, And there sat the two doves on the hazel tree and sang, Prithee look back, prithee look back, where there is blood upon the track. The shoe's too small, at home the true bride is waiting thy call. And then he looked at her foot and saw how the blood was streaming from it. So he turned his horse round and carried the false bride back to her home. "'and said that she was not the right one. "'The second sister must try the shoe. "'Then she went into the room "'and succeeded in getting her toes into the shoe, "'but her heel was too big. And "'Then her mother handed her a knife and said, "'Cut off a bit of your heel. "'When you're queen, you won't have to walk any more." "'So the maid cut a bit off her heel.' forced her foot into the shoe, stifled her pain, and went out to the prince. Then he took her up on his horse as his bride and rode off with her. And as they passed the grave, the two doves were sitting on the hazel tree and singing, Prithee look back, prithee look back, where there is blood upon the track. The shoe is too small, at home the true bride is waiting thy call. He looked down at her foot and saw that it was streaming with blood, and there were deep red spots on her stockings. Then he turned his horse and brought the false bride back to her home. This is not the right one either, he said. Have you no other daughter? No, said the man, but there is only a daughter of my late wife's. A puny, stunted drudge, but... (laughs) She cannot possibly be the bride. The prince said that she must be sent for, but the mother answered, Oh, no, she is much too dirty. She mustn't be seen on any account. He was, however, absolutely determined to have his way, and they were obliged to summon Ashenputtel. When she had washed her hands and face, she went up and curtsied to the prince. handed her the golden slipper and then she sat down on a bench pulled off her wooden clog and put on the slipper which fit perfectly and when she stood up and the prince looked into her face he recognized the beautiful maiden that he had danced with and cried this is the true bride the stepmother and the two sisters were dismayed and turned pale with rage but he took ashen poodle on his horse and rode off with her, and as they rode past the hazel tree, the two white doves cried, "Prithee, look back, prithee, look back! No blood is there upon the track, the shoe's not too small. You carry the true bride home to your hall!" And when they had said this, they both came flying down and settled on ashen poodle's shoulders one on the right and one on the left, and remained perched there. When the wedding was going to take place, the two false sisters came and wanted to curry favor with her and take part in her good fortune. As the bridal party was going to the church, the eldest was on the right side and the youngest on the left, and the doves picked out one of the eyes of each of them. Afterwards, When they were coming out of the church, the elder was on the left and the younger on the right, and the doves picked out the other eye of each of them. And so for their wickedness and falseness, they were punished with blindness for the rest of their days. I hope you enjoyed today's story, read to you by me, Sharon Grunwald. If you'd like to know more about me, you can visit my website at sharongrunewaldva.webs.com. Be sure to join us next week right here on Story Circle Theater. And don't forget, keep reading. Good morning. We hope you're enjoying Saturday Story Circle. Get enough cereal? How's the coloring going? You can always join us tomorrow on Mutual with the Sunday Showcase, original audio drama from the United Artists of Audio, right here on Mutual. Subscribe to the full Mutual Audio Network feed for exciting audio drama every day, or find the Sunday Showcase feed in your favorite podcast players. The Mutual Audio Network